Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Don't ask me why it is that Republicans couldn't get in line and engage the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security. Of course he deserves it. What's the rational argument? The irrational argument is, well, you don't like him? This is impeachment we're talking about. This doesn't need any rational argument. It doesn't need anything other than, yeah, the the, 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 the dude's got to go. You do not need a reason. High crimes and misdemeanors kind of sums it all up. And I am stunned and amazed and shocked nearly every second at the people who don't understand this. The people who somehow think that I have to prove to them or the Republican Party has to prove to them anything other than we have the votes, we're going to get this done. Now, in the case of Mayorkas, how do you not know this is bad stuff? How do you not know there's been failure at the border? Well, your problem is you won't pass this legislation. This would have protected the border, but you just want to you just want to go after uh, Mayorkas because you really want to go after Biden. I, li- I like what it is what you're saying. I-, I think I could find a way to accepting this deal. Talk about the impeachment of Joe Biden. I'm more than willing to have the conversation. If that's the way you want to go. But if you think that 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 Mayorkas is doing a job that that's valuable and worthy, well, my gosh, exactly how low are your standards? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What is going on, everybody? Find everything over at TonyKatz.com. The phone number, 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. That's how you get to be a part of the show. This is Congressman Moskowitz. I think he's out of Florida. Uh, discussing, you know, here's the problem with the Republicans. Continues the chaos of the 118th Congress, which so far for its historical purposes has expelled the member and removed the Speaker of the House, which hadn't been tried in over 100 years and actually had never been accomplished. In this vote, they're trying to remove a cabinet secretary, which hasn't happened in 150 years and, and, and in fact failed. I mean, look, they should always believe that Democrats are going to have all of their members. Mm-hmm. This idea that, oh, they thought we were down one so they could get it passed. That's amateur hour. OK, they should always believe that every Democrat is going to be in the room uh, and they should make plan for those contingencies. But they didn't. Uh, and so now uh, it's an embarrassment. Look, there were a couple of Republicans there that still believe in the Constitution and the fact that you have to have a high crime and misdemeanor. They may not like uh, Secretary Mayorkas, they even think uh, he might have been doing a bad job. But that is not a rationale for impeachment. We might recall, by the way, former President Trump hated like half of his cabinet secretaries. Rex Tillerson was dumb as rocks. He, you know, his attorney general, Jeff Sessions, he hated. Um, you know, no one was talking about impeaching them because the president didn't like them or Congress didn't like them and the American people didn't like them. So, you know, this unfortunately just continues the chaos with 118. First, Mr. Moskowitz should note that no one minds the chaos. 
look, there are things that have happened in this Congress and, and time has been wasted. And let me say as clear as day, the people who are like, we have to get Kevin McCarthy out as speaker, you gained nothing from it. It was a terrible move. It was a terrible political move. It was a terrible strategic move. You gained nothing. You lost members, and now you can't get votes passed on impeachment. Good work. You were wrong. There was no plan. There was never a plan. The move to remove McCarthy was always wrong, and that's why it's hilarious to all of a sudden see a Matt Gates be like, oh, I, I would uh, absolutely like to see Kevin McCarthy running the RNC because Ron McDaniel stepping down. We'll get to that in a little bit. You have, from uh, Congressman Moskowitz, some very, very important words. Always assume that the Democrats are in lockstep. Truer words have never been said. Because the Democrats always are. The issue with, with Republicans is always the same. Some of these people think that they're allowed to think independently. And you understand that because if you're on the political right, you always think independently. You don't always go with the grain. You don't always go with the flow of the political right. No, not at all. Not at all. Which is hilarious when the left says, oh, look at everything they're doing. It's all because of Trump. They're just afraid of Trump. The Democratic Party was absolutely petrified of Nancy Pelosi. And they're absolutely scared that they would cross Hakeem Jeffries because they know it's the end. You think Dean Phillips has much of a career after running for president against Biden? You don't think they're working on running a primary challenge against Dean Phillips of Minnesota right now? You're out of your head if you don't think that's the case. Of course they are. Because you do not go against the grain. The Democratic Party could come up with an idea on Monday at 6 p.m., And by Tuesday at 6 a.m., it is the accepted ideology of the party. How could anybody think anything different? And no one disagrees. And when that thing doesn't work, the answer we are told is that it didn't go far far enough to the left. Remember, you've got got Representative Ocasio-Cortez out there. Uh, stating that, you know, the, the, the border bill clearly is dead, dead on arrival. There's going to be no part of it. No one, no one's going to be in, in any seriousness voting for this thing. And what is her response? Well, you see, we need to have legislation that provides a pathway to citizenship. She's not hiding around the edges. Boom, right in your damn face. She's saying, make these people citizens and we shouldn't even have a border. She's always, they're always going to move it. The left's always going to move it even further. Uh, to, to the left, but she would have voted for it. She would have voted for the thing. She would have been in lockstep, but now that's not going to work, go further to the left. Political right is rarely in lockstep. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how to function in, 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 in this way. And so when you get uh, the Mayorkas impeachment and you realize that there are Republicans who don't vote for this, you're like, how is, how is this possible? How is it possible that this didn't go through? I mean, it's, there's just no way. How could Speaker Mike Johnson have allowed this to happen? How could he have allowed the vote to take place if he didn't have the votes? 
you you would think that there's no way that the Democrats would do this because there is no way that the Democrats would do this. They wouldn't have they they wouldn't bring something to the floor that they didn't know that they had lock, stock, and barrel. Yet Republicans bring something to the floor where Steve Scalise, the congressman from Louisiana, who's still I think the majority whip, he's taking care of something. He's got a, a medical issue, so he's not there. And you still bring it? By the way, if if McCarthy was the speaker, McCarthy would still be there. Uh, Lord only knows if George Santos would still be there. And you may have well had the votes. In this case, you lose 214 to 216. You've got three Republicans who voted uh, 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 against it. McClintock, Buck, and Mike Gallagher. Now, I thought Mike Gallagher was um, the vote about uh, a procedural vote that would then allow this to come back. That's what I thought Mike Gallagher was. Maybe I had that wrong because Mike Gallagher has been taken on the chin. I'm like, I don't get it. You know, it was Blake Moore. It was my mistake. Blake Moore voted no, but switched his vote in a procedural move to be able to bring the resolution back to the floor. So I thought that was Gallagher. That was Moore of Utah. Because what Gallagher stated uh, is, is that the proponents of impeachment failed to make the argument as to how his stunning incompetence meets the impeachment threshold and will set a dangerous new precedent that will be weaponized against future Republican administrations. Oh, Representative Gallagher. Representative Gallagher. Impeachment has already been weaponized. What have you not noticed? You're not going to utilize it against Alejandro Mayorkas. This isn't made up, his total failures at the border. This is a well-documented conversation. No implementation of, of, of the legislation. No actual following of the rules. No attempt to make things better. A constant stonewalling of members of Congress, if not straight out deceit. High crimes and misdemeanors means... Everything. It's a catch-all. So, of course, you can make the argument that he has failed in his duty and there's nothing wrong with impeaching a cabinet member. But you're not going to do it because it's going to start a precedent? Kitten. The precedent's already been started. You impeached Donald Trump over a phone call to Ukraine? Let me say it again. As clear as day... I'm not the biggest Trump guy in the world. I voted for him in 2016. Why? My choice was Trump or Hillary Clinton. What am I, insane? I voted for Trump. In 2020, my vote was Trump or Biden. And the four years between 2016 and 2020 worked out pretty good. Yeah, that COVID stuff was crap. But my God, we were on a roll. We were moving. There was an attitude. There was a feel. I'm very much into uh, uh, consumer sentiment. Right, uh, where where the mood of the, of the country is, the mood was we can. The mood was si se puede. See what we did there, Barack Obama? Just took it right back from you. That's not that we ever had it to begin with, but we did take it. I voted for Trump. Twenty twenty four. I said DeSantis. Why easier left in a general election? I get all of the 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 uh, skill set, and I don't get any of the distractions. It's be- it's easier to win a general election. I 
uh, this is who I am. I logically break it down. You know what the people said? Nah, I'm going to get into the whole Nikki Haley thing uh, coming up. Oh my! It'll be it'll be for those of you watching the live stream. It'll be on the radio show. Uh, you can go to you can stream that at wibc.com. Um, oh, oh, this Nevada thing, this Nevada thing where Nikki Haley um, loses to all of the above or none of the above. Yeah, it was the Nevada primary, and uh, none of these candidates was uh, was um, one of the options. Got sixty percent of the vote, and Nikki Haley got thirty percent. That's that that is rough. But it's only a one day story. Uh, but but I'll I'll ex- I'll explain I'll explain why. Of course, I voted for Trump. My my point to you here is that I am not the biggest Trump guy. But is there anybody who's going to question whether or not the first impeachment was nothing but criminal insanity? You hated the dude and you wanted to attack the dude. And Adam Schiff lied. Adam Schiff, Congressman Adam Schiff of California is a liar and a fraud. He never had any proof regarding Russia, 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 but he said so with Chuck Todd on, on, on Meet the Press or at least on NBC. He said so on multiple news outlets. He never produced it. He never showed it. He lied. So now I go back to Congressman Gallagher. You don't, you think that only if Republicans do it, Will it be used against Republican administrations? No, 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 no. It's always going to get used against Republican administrations. That door is opened. You can thank Harry Reid for that and the nuclear option when it came to Supreme Court justices. Mitch McConnell said, you will regret this. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but you'll regret this. Sure enough, Harry Reid regretted it. Harry Reid lied about Mitt Romney not paying his taxes. You may not recall, in the well of the Senate, he said that Mitt Romney did not pay his taxes. And when he was asked about it, he said, don't ask me, ask Mitt Romney. In his later years, he apologized but said, hey, well, we won, didn't we? You want to talk about a low life of a human being, Harry Reid. And by the way, I still call the airport in Vegas McCarran because I am not flying into Harry Reid anything. What a low life of a human being. You haven't figured this out yet? The left does absolutely anything it wants and somehow thinks they have to hold you, the political right, to a standard. Now, I'm a guy who believes in the standard, but I understand the argument all too well that the, that the right is sick and tired of getting its butt kicked because they're always holding to a standard and the left does anything it wants. There's nothing wrong with impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas. He's bad at his job. And shame on Buck, and shame on McClintock, and shame on Gallagher for not figuring this one out. They're as wrong as wrong can be. But this is about Mike Johnson, the speaker. This is about Mike Johnson not actually making sure he had everything together. You couldn't wait a week? Get Scalise back? You couldn't wait a week? Work on some of these guys? Teach them? What is? Mayorkas has failed. The border is a disaster and the country's in trouble. And an impeachment might send a message to get actual legislation that can be passed. Not connected to Ukraine funding or Israel funding. Not that it says, hey, we're going to be tough here. And then here's all the rules that allow us to take these rules and make them disappear. But no, you're worried about the precedent set. Dear God, Mike Gallagher. 
dear God. See, I really did think it was uh, it was him who was taking on the chin, who engaged the procedural move. No, it was the congressman from Utah that did that, Blake Moore. The Republicans are slow learners, and it's going to cost all of us. I just don't know how many more lessons we can afford to learn. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. I think it is. I love that. Ted Cruz, like, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I, I think it is. Is it time for Mitch McConnell to go? I think it is. Well, the moment comes. The moment comes for, for everybody. Eventually, the dude's got to go. And why shouldn't Mitch McConnell go? But the question is, for what reason? Why is 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 Mitch McConnell now the ire? He didn't go for this border deal. He's he's a, a, a no vote on it. You allowed it to happen. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Find everything at TonyKatz.com. You allowed it to happen. And we should be clear, you quite literally sacrificed James Langford. You, you, you put him out on a plank for no reason whatsoever. I wasn't, I had a bunch of things to get to, including um, how Corinne Jean-Pierre responded to the Mitterrand's question. Um, if if you want to know how in denial this uh, this administration is about uh, Joe Biden, I, I've, I've got that coming up. The border deal is not a good deal. It wasn't a good deal. And the reason it wasn't a good deal is not that it didn't, put forth an idea it's that throughout the legislation which has now been read it engaged caveats that would prove that the enforcement of said legislation was not trustworthy if you're going to never mind that if you're going to say you can have 5,000 asylum encounters at the border and then a shutdown occurs why is the number 5,000 but if the Secretary of Homeland Security can simply provide asylum ad nauseum at, at their will, at their whim, then then we're we're left with this 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 question of well what the hell is the legislation? What does that actually do? If you tell me that if you want to engage a lawsuit about the legislation and it can only happen in Texas I mean, not in Texas, in D.C. You can't. Texas is where a lot of this is happening, but the Texas courts have no purview. It's only a D.C. court. Sounds to me like you're trying to stop people from addressing issues that they may have and prevent them from being able to exercise their legal rights through forcing them to D.C. and some measure of added cost. If you tell me that the president needs this legislation to solve the problems at the border when the president can shut down any part of the border anytime the president chooses, you're lying. And if the legislation is so strong on its own, why is it attached to Ukraine funding? Or Israel funding? 
why would Mitch McConnell put James Langford, the, the Republican from Oklahoma, out on that limb? I don't know. But if Mitch McConnell has to go, I think we're all fine with it. I'm Tony Katz. I shared with you yesterday a take that is unpopular. Uh, I've been accused of this before in my life. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, kitten? Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Live streaming at Rumble and at YouTube. Facebook, although Facebook is terrible because Zuckerberg's terrible. But if you want to leave a comment there, you can. The phone number 833-468-8669. Would love to hear from you. Find everything we do at TonyKatz.com. Uh, I shared with you a a very, very unpopular take. And then that unpopular take is that Joe Biden has to be removed from the presidency today. Today, right now. And I understand fully that means that Kamala Harris would be president. <laughs> I get the issue. Don't think that I don't. But it is clear that Joe Biden's not okay. I'm not a doctor. I don't get to diagnose. That's fine. That guy's got dementia. That guy is forgetful. That guy doesn't know where he is. Go on. Come at me. We're going to deny this? I can diagnose my own mother and I'm not a doctor. I can diagnose Joe Biden from this far. That's not okay. The thing that has pushed me over the edge, because I'm not saying anything that we haven't said and you haven't said on the bar stool and the conversations have been everywhere. The the thing that has pushed me over the edge was this from the other day, as Joe Biden tells a terrible story, a boring story regarding, um, well, a, a meeting he had shortly after he became president. Listen. You know, I, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. I was in, I was in the south of England, and I sat down and I said, "America's back." And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, "said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for?" That's a terrible delivery of a joke. How long are you back for? <laughs> the story here is that Francois Mitterrand, the former president of France, passed away in 1996. Joe Biden corrected himself when saying Mitterrand was from, Fran- from Germany and saying he was from France. See, that, that's a slip of the tongue. Mitterrand's been dead for 30 years. And there's the president of the United States saying I had a conversation with him. What are we doing? How are we pretending? I agree it will be easy to beat Joe Biden going in to 2024. Sarah, would you do me a favor? Would you uh, get me the, the screenshot, the graphic of Biden's unfavorables? Because they're huge. Biden's unfavorables are huge. No one thinks this guy is up to the challenge. What I'm saying is, 
only somebody who is an ideologue on a suicide mission thinks that Joe Biden should be in charge today. To that end, Peter Ducey, one of the only guys who actually asked questions in, in this, this, this White House, in the press briefing room, and, and to, be, uh, uh, to give credit, Julie, uh, Julie Heinrich does um, an absolutely fantastic job. And I have seen Peter Alexander at NBC uh, ask good questions. James Rosen, uh, it's good to see him back and not getting trailed by the Obama White House asking good questions. We see these things, but what we have in Corinne Jean-Pierre is an absolute incompetent. She is incompetent. We're talking about a woman who has her own theme music. She's not bright. She's not good at the job. She's terrible. There are no answers. There is nothing more than just pablum that comes out of her mouth every time she speaks. And every time she speaks, she needs that binder. She needs to refer back to what it is she's supposed to say. She is asked by Peter Ducey about this Mitterrand question. How is President Biden ever going to convince the three quarters of voters who are worried about his physical and mental health that he is okay, even though in Las Vegas he told a story about recently talking to a French president who died in 1996? I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole with you, Why? sir. What is We're going to go. Hole? Go ahead. He said go he talked to Mitterrand. Go ahead. In- you saw the president in Vegas, in California. You've seen the president in South Carolina. You saw him in Mich- Michigan. I'll just leave it there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Peter Ducey's question was valid. Corinne Jean Pierre calls it a rabbit hole, then turns to call on somebody else. And when answering the question, you saw him here, you saw him in California, you saw him in Michigan, I'm not going to go down that with you. She doesn't even look at him. It's not a rabbit hole. And honestly, who the hell is she to say that it is? We see you. Don't you get that we see you? When you ask yourself, or you might say to yourself, to a friend or... My God, how much do these people hate us? The answer is a lot. They absolutely hate you and they believe you to be a fool. And most importantly, they don't believe that they have to answer a single one of your questions. They don't have to do anything. They can lie to you over and over and over again. And it's okay. And when reality comes to kick them directly in the face, this is Biden's unfavorables. Biden's unfavorable is 15.3. That's the spread between favorable and unfavorable, which means his unfavorable rate is 55. His favorables are 39.7. That's in the real clear politics average the last one by the way had it favorable 52 unfavorable 47 somehow they want us to believe that he's on the ascendancy for 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 what inflation back up 
for not getting the border secure? What possibly would cause his, his a, a, a rise here? Biden is not popular. Biden is seen as simply inept because he is. There is no faith in Joe Biden. Talk to uh, business owners. Talk to business owners as MSNBC did. Getting people together in the uh, in in the barber shop, and how they discuss that you know in the in the days of 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 Trump, they had money. But now that you're in the days of 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 Joe Biden, well, there's there's no money. What do you want me to believe? Some poll that shows uh, Biden doing better in his favorables or this? I'm trying to grow my business um, as far as Biden. I haven't seen Biden really care about business like that. And my concern is having my business so that I can build generational wealth so my kids can see and have something for, to, 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 to take upon when I'm not here. You're hearing that too, that there's some people in your orbit who are either voting for Donald Trump or considering it? For sure. A lot of my friends are obviously my age, so we're a little younger. <laughs> We've only voted once, you know, for for a president. And Trump is kind of all we know. And they're kind of Trump and Biden. They're like, well, we were broke with Biden. We weren't with Trump. And that's kind of the only thing that I'm hearing over and over again, over and over again, is that with Trump, we had money. With Trump, we had money. And with Biden, we don't. And that's not going to win you the favorable competition. But I started with a with, with saying I'm going to make people unhappy with this commentary. It's an unpopular opinion. Joe Biden has to go today. It's only a nation at stake. I found it weird, and I had to double check my premises when I found myself being agreed with by Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips is the Democrat congressman, Minnesota, running for president against. Joe Biden. I'm attacked for being honest, he writes, and saying the quiet part out loud, the part DC insiders only do in private. I admire our president, writes Dean Phillips, Congressman Phillips. I voted for him and campaigned for him. He has visited my home and been gracious to my family and our country. But shame on all of you pretending everything is okay. You are leading us and him into a disaster, and you damn well know it. And he posts two videos. The one uh, I, I just shared with you. He posts the one I, I just shared with you regarding uh, Mitterrand. And this, this embarrassment of not knowing who it is he's, he's speaking about. And it is. It can only be seen as an absolute embarrassment. The other is a clip of Joe Biden letting you know that he supports Ukraine. And how do we know he supports Ukraine? Well, that's that's super easy. He's wearing his Ukraine tie. 
I'm wearing my Ukraine tie, my Ukraine pin, which I've been wearing because they're, they're in dire straits right now defending themselves against a Russian onslaught. A brutal conquest. The clock is ticking. Every week, every month that passes without new aid Ukraine means fewer artillery shells, fewer defense air, air defense systems, fewer tools for Ukraine to defend itself against this Russian onslaught. Just what Putin wants. And no matter what it, what they say, it's always exactly what, what, what Putin wants. Everything's always, this is exactly what Putin wants. Now, I think that's the same clip that Dean Phillips... There is some movement. Oh, no, it's I, not. Dean Phillips shared a different clip. Listen. I don't want to... I don't want to... Well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, the, the there's been a response from the opposition but um, it, it, yes I'm sorry from Hamas but it seems to be uh, a little over the top we're not sure where it is there's a continuing negotiation right now I don't know what he said because he wasn't talking about Ukraine right there with a bringing up of Hamas, and you don't know what he said either. And this is exactly Dean Phillips' point. And this is the point. I don't want President Kamala Harris. I do not want progressives in power. I do not want this madness, this this communism light, which is no such thing, uh, to, to, to permeate. I don't want these radical progressives near any lever of power at all. But this guy can't do the job. This guy can't do the job. This guy doesn't know what he is saying. He doesn't know how to say it, and he doesn't know where he is. You think, Grinjon Jean-Pierre, he had himself a good day in Michigan? How much sleep and how many drugs were necessary to make that happen? I'm asking. He doesn't get the presidential daily briefing until 11 a.m. I want to know what you pump him full of. You know what I've had today? Two cups of coffee and some leftover chicken fajitas. That's been my day so far. I did have a uh, chocolate chip peanut butter cookie. It's kind of like low-cal, but it's actually very good, and it's, it's, it's soft. I don't like too crunchy of a cookie. That's it. I didn't have a B12 shot. I didn't have some kind of cocktail made up by somebody at the White House to get me going. Wasn't there a report that came out uh, like two weeks ago and it was all about look at all the drugs that were prescribed in the in the in the Trump White House? I, I was interested that that story kind of went away because I was like, well, this is what what actually is this? Who are these drugs prescribed to? I, I a series of questions. Could I know how many drugs are, are prescribed to Joe Biden on a daily basis? And if you can't tell me that, could you at least tell me who visited his house in Delaware? If you can't tell me that, could you at least tell me who brought the cocaine into the White House? For the love of God, just tell me something already. Everywhere I turn, you can't tell me anything. Well, I don't need you to tell me anything. I know that guy's not okay. I know that guy is propped up. I know, and you know, and your Mima knows that he's not okay. If he's not okay, what the hell are we doing? Why are we pretending like somehow it's rational for us to think we can get through to the election? 
Even if you were to say, Tony, it's not like he's going to be the nominee. They're going to replace him as the nominee. I'm not disagreeing with you. I am saying that's coming. I'm asking what we do between now and then because this is dangerous. It's dangerous. It's dangerous for Democrats. It's dangerous for Republicans. It's dangerous for the nation. It's dangerous for the world. Why are we sitting around? Dean Phillips is right. His politics may be terrible, but he's right. And he is the only guy in the Democratic Party seemingly to be honest, at least on this subject. Anybody who thinks Joe Biden can continue being president of the United States is out of their damn mind. The 25th Amendment should absolutely be enacted. And if there was anybody in that cabinet who actually gave a damn about the country and not their politics, we'd be having this conversation. This is the moment. But we'd rather have the politics? Holy hell. I just hope we get through it alive. I'm Tony Katz. So I want to get into this this um, Tucker Carlson story uh, regarding uh, the interview of Vladimir Putin. I'll get to that coming up because people are very, very angry about this. And I don't know how you get angry about something that you haven't heard. You have no idea what's been said. What do you, what are you remotely getting angry about? And, and then Trump is saying that we should forgive Bud Light. Why? They deserve Anheuser-Busch deserves a second chance. Why is that? I've got that coming up. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.